Welcome to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. Hear and learn through the success of others how to build the life and business you deserve. Learn to overcome failure, what it means to seek out growth, and how to become the best possible version of yourself. And now, here's your host, coach, entrepreneur, husband and father, and author of the number one best-selling book, Survive, Scale, Soar, Jeremy Williams. And welcome back. This is Jeremy Williams. You're tuning in to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast for the entrepreneur built by entrepreneurs. Today is going to be a great show. A reminder of today's episode moves you, makes you think differently, makes you laugh, or you know it may help someone. Be sure to share it. I'm excited about today's special guest, Robert Peterson. Robert Peterson is the host of the Add Value to Entrepreneurs podcast and co-founder of the Add Value to Life Coaching. Robert helps entrepreneurs shift their mindset and reach their dreams. He started out in Christian ministry as a church planner, pastor, and mentor. He began his own entrepreneurial journey after 20 years in ministry and aimed to help individuals use tools he'd gathered. Robert's trained in conflict coaching, relationship coaching, speaking, and training. He uses his vast toolbox to coach business owners as they struggle and aim to grow their businesses to the next level. With over 20 years of coaching leaders, Robert offers a unique perspective guiding professionals to get out of their own way as he helps them see what is written on the instructions outside the box that they're sitting in. Robert Peterson, welcome to the show. Well, Jeremy, man, thanks for having me. Robert, so our audience has a little perspective of where you're coming from today. Can you give us a short version of your journey to where you're at? <laughs> the short version. Um, so I, I spent 20 years in Christian ministry, 10 of that as a, a, a basically a church planner, but basically a coach of um, Colombian pastors. My wife and I lived in Bogota, Colombia for 10 years, and I was basically coaching Colombian pastors in, you know, growing their church and basically running their church like a business. Um, and then spent 10 years as a missions pastor um, here in Colorado and traveled the world, got to see all kinds of ministries all around the world and in a lot of different places, which was, it 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 was my dream job in, in the prime. And, and then uh, the dream part of it went away. <laughs> and so sure. made the decision to go into business for myself and, use my talents for coaching and helping people um, directly. And it took about a year to figure out that um, I didn't want to work for companies and corporations that I really wanted to serve entrepreneurs and more one-on-one -on -one with business owners, um, created a group business model that a uh, group coaching model that really uh, creates a mastermind as well as coaching environment. And it's, it, it's just been a, a kind of a roller coaster <laughs> ever since. That's that's incredible. And, and I was reading up on you and how you've traveled the world and being in the ministry for 20 years. And really, you're still in the ministry. It's just a different different group of people that you're helping right now. And so that's small business, the entrepreneur. And um, I'm, I'm really excited about today's topic, which is one of the strategies I have in my book, Survive, Scale, Soar, that is the chapter is It Takes Work. And Robert, when we talk about building a business, we know that it takes work. I think sometimes people underestimate the amount of work that goes into building a business. Do you see this miscalculation 
uh, that building a business is easy with business owners you have conversations with in today's world? Um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think it's just different, right? I think people think, you know, I, I think the challenge is many, many people start their own company and they end up just owning their job, right? And so they become business owners and they're skilled at running their business either. I mean, you see this a lot with lawyers and with others and, and they're really good at, at their, at their skill, um, but the business part around it, they don't, they don't necessarily, you know, want to take on a lot of those things, the marketing, the accounting, the, all, all these things that, that you take on as a business owner. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's where, where you end up working hard, right? You end up working hard in these areas that, that you're not an expert in, and, and you have to take on all of these roles. And in many cases, you're, you're, you get overwhelmed pretty quickly, right? Because now you're, you're a business owner and, and really all you've done is own your job. And I think right. Robert Kiyosaki wrote that, that the best, that you want to get past that owning your job to the place where, where your business is fulfilling your dream and, and helping you become the person you want to be in the world, right? Yeah, I think it's that, it's, it's that passion, right? They, you know, if somebody is an attorney, they, they're passionate about law and, and how that can help others. And they've, there's all these other things that are happening around the business. You know, maybe it might be accounting, right? How do you, how do you process the, the payroll or how do you process the fees and your, the service fees you're going to be charging and, and all those different things that people don't think about a business plan or how do I grow this or scale it? And yet they're really, really good at the lawyer part. And I, I see a lot of uh, business owners too get, get trapped in that. Um, do you think it's, do you think it's not fully understanding what the business is, or do you think some of that might be ego? I can, I can do everything better. Uh, there's a, there's definitely a combination of those two things, right? Like, oh, I can do it better or, or I don't want a boss, right? I think that's kind of the big, one of the big drivers for people to start their own company is I, I don't want a boss. And of course you become an entrepreneur and everybody becomes your boss, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, even a real estate agent, right. You can be working for an agency, but the truth is you, you, your clients become your boss and, and you're there to serve them and, and take better care of them. And, and really, if you don't want to work and you don't want to put in the work, don't become an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get, I get people, Oh, it must be, it must be easy. And because they, they think when I talk about coaching or, you know, they ask, what do I do? I lie while well, I talk to people and they're like, that's all you do. And they don't, they don't understand that there's, a, there's, there's the minutia, there's the big complexities. There's all these different things that you have to have to do to actually successfully run a coaching business. And, and, you know, you know, that as well. Um, do you, do you think people seek that out? So part of it is not having a boss. Do you think people are going to be seeking that out more with just the everything that's happening with the pandemic and people working from home and, you know, corporations deciding they're going to get more efficient scale down with people. Do you see more people looking and maybe considering opening a business? Well, there's just, there's so many more challenges right now, right? Like childcare, right? You're, you're you know, COVID's created this opportunity where you're working at home, but you know, is it okay to have your, your baby interrupt your call? Is it okay to have, you know, your kids sitting right next to you working on their computer, doing their homework at the same time. 
and and then they say well we want you back in the office but they're not providing a solution for for child care now that we've had you know nearly two years of working at home with our kids what are the options we got to create some better options um, I think nurses are starting to recognize there's options for them to to do nursing, to take care of people, to teach people healthcare things that that they don't need to go into the hospital and put themselves at risk. And so, you know, nurses are leaving in droves, teachers are leaving in droves, and they're finding other opportunities to to teach people online, to use their skills in different ways. And and I think I think yeah, I think entrepreneurship i believe entrepreneurs are going to save the world i think entrepreneurs solve problems faster they're more agile they create solutions to some of the social issues that that are out there because they can address these issues far faster than a corporation or certainly than the government is going to and they create solutions that are creative they're innovative and 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 they're just willing to experiment more whereas you know the big corporation and the government just thinks they have these solutions, but of course we've recognized over the last two years that, yeah, you guys, you know, you, you might have some good ideas here, but, but your implementation is terrible, right? You're creating, you're creating this us versus them. You're creating this, this model where people feel, you know, alienated and left out and wow, how is that a great solution? Right. And so their communication is terrible on top of, you know, their implementation. Yeah, I, and I've, I've been awake to it for a long time, almost my whole life. My family's been entrepreneurs for generations back. And so I've always been aware of government versus, you know, small business. And and I think, though, a lot of people are waking up to it and seeing that there there may be opportunity there. Yet I think the biggest challenge is exactly this, is it, it takes it takes work. Mm. And so somebody's somebody's sitting there maybe in the corporate world right now and they're thinking, you know what, I'm going to start a real estate practice or I'm going to become a CPA for small business owners and leave the, the corporate world behind and maybe one of the big fours and just go out and do it on my own or uh, they want to coach or they want to, whatever it is that they want to build, like where, what should they do first? Uh, you know, they've got to just be an, be the expert, right? They've got to show the world that they're the expert and, and so they get, they've got to start putting out content, um, creating an audience, right? Creating a following to to the their stuff, right? Finding people that like the way they're they're talking, they like the way they're communicating, they like the stories they're telling, um, and and that's the opportunity for them to be their authentic self, right? Share their frustrations, share share what's happening in their world, and and see what see what people start to gravitate towards, right? especially if they want to be a coach, right? Coaching is, is, uh, it's a, it's the wild, wild west out here, man. Sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and so you've got to, you've got to choose a niche. You've got to narrow it down and you've got to find out whether or not people identify with you. And, and, and if you're your authentic self, there's going to be people that want to hear your voice. There's going to be people that love your story and they're going to, they're going to gravitate towards you. But you've got to be willing to put out content. You got to be willing to to make some videos. You got to be willing to put out some 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 things on Facebook or or LinkedIn or Instagram that that people can connect with and say, oh man, I really love those statements. I love those quotes. I love I love what you're sharing. And then you then you can you know figure out how do I monetize this, right? How do I how do I bring these people into my 
network so that I can scale it and and pay the bills with it. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, that's the difference, right? You you can have a passion, but does it does it generate generate an in, income? Right. Uh, I heard something in there you were talking about. And you get on it a few times, and, and I've been on your website, and you talk about stories. So tell me more about that. Like everybody has a story. Is that correct? Oh, of course. We have multiple stories, right? In our in our experience. And I think, you know, one of the challenges for, for people to transition from this corporate world, right, where they're getting a paycheck, they have they have a sense of security um, to being out on their own is the story they tell themselves, right? What what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about your capability of of earning money? outside of a paycheck, right? What do you believe about people paying you for the stories that you're sharing? And, and I think we have to change that. We, most of us have to change the story we believe about ourselves. And, mm -hmm. and in order to change that story, you've got to understand how your past is impacting the choices that you're making, right? What do you believe about money? What do you believe about your capabilities? What is your, your self-image, right? And, and those stories maybe there's a trauma, maybe there's things that have happened in your past that you need to let go of and change the story that you're telling yourself. The bottom line is to be an entrepreneur, you can't be a victim. And if you're telling yourself a victim story, right, the world is happening to me and I'm getting all beat up and, you know, my job I don't like and I don't like all these things and I don't like all these things that, that are so easy to become a victim in, right? And so you've got to change the story to where instead of the world is happening to you, you've got to figure out how is the world happening for you. And, oh, that's and, powerful. And say, can you say that again? Yeah, how, how instead of looking at the world happening to you, right, which is a victim viewpoint, you need to look at how the world is happening for you. How is the world conspiring for your good? Very, very powerful. It's, that, it's going from victim to, to victor. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so you know, somebody gets to that place where they look at their, their past and, and they say, well, you know, I can't do it because of this. And they're, they're holding on to this baggage and everything else. You know, what, what is, what is one way or one strategy that you've found to be effective when you're talking with your clients to help somebody release themselves of that? Well, and you mentioned it right there, victor or victim, right? How can I be a victor in this story I'm telling myself, even if they've experienced trauma. Now, if, if they've experienced trauma or abuse, I definitely recommend, you know, finding therapy that that's going to help you free, free yourself from that. But for your own sake, and just looking at those events, how can I be a victor instead of a victim, right? How can I find the lesson in this? How can I find the power for myself in this and tell the story to myself in a different way, which of course will free you to tell the story to others in a different way. Terrible, terrible things happen to almost everybody, right? And, and that's not to minimize somebody's trauma or somebody's experience, but if you, if you continue to see yourself as a victim and these terrible things have happened to you, you've got to change the story to how can I be a victor, right? How can I change this story? You can't change the event, right? That's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to rewrite history. We're not trying to whitewash it or make it go away, but we're trying to find the way how can I be empowered by this terrible thing that's happened to me? What is the lesson that I can apply to my life? What is the thing I can do in telling the story that allows me to let go of that thing and not allow that event 
or the person that committed that event to continue to control me and my emotional my emotional responses and how I face the world today. That's that's really powerful, and I, and I think that's a powerful filter. Like if somebody's sitting there and they're ask, I always encourage people to ask themselves questions. Mm. You know, when we can ask ourselves questions, we'll arrive. The brain is forced to arrive to an answer. Absolutely. And you know, if you could ask yourself, "Am I being a victim today?" and you can say yes to that and be be authentic about that, then you've got some things to deal with before you can be an entrepreneur or small business owner. So absolutely. Well, and asking yourself why. Why, why am I choosing to be a victim in this? Because I know that I don't want to, right? That disempowers me, right? By allowing myself to choose, how can I be a victor in this, right? How can I find the victory for my future self? That, that empowers you. And, and the truth is in this, this is an empowerment game. We want, we want to empower ourselves. Why would we allow the world around us to take away our power? right? And being an entrepreneur, you want to get as much of that power back as you can, because that's what you need to run your business. That's what you need to serve the world and put yourself out there as a problem solver, because that's really what entrepreneurs are. We're problem solvers. Find the problem that you solve, right? And, and you meant, you asked earlier, you know, what, what should they be doing? Well, I think it's, you know, what are you passionate about? You mentioned passions. The second thing is, what do your friends and family and neighbors ask you about? right? What are they asking you for help with? That, that's another clue, right? Your passion and what are you able to help people with? What problems are you solving in their lives already, right? And, and those are clues to who this entrepreneur inside you really is. What is that purpose that you were put on this earth to serve people really is? Because that's what we do. Entrepreneurs figure out how do we solve a, solve a problem in the world? And, and if we solve that problem really well, we get paid really well. Yeah, it's, it's those, I, I see it all the time. These business owners will go out and, you know, it's something they're passionate about and they create this opportunity and nobody needs it. And so <laughs> they, they're wondering why, like, nobody's buying the service or product or whatever it may be. And they didn't take that time to go out and ask the people closest to them, you know, do some research and realize, you know, what are really people seeking or searching for? That's, that's powerful. Um, yeah, that or their niche just isn't narrowed down enough. If you if you know that you can solve a problem, you're just missing the right audience, right? And yeah. so those kind of are the two pieces, right? What is the problem that you really solve and who really needs it? And if you combine those two things together, you, you'll have work to do, right? Like Zig Ziglar you know, says, if you can help enough people get what they want, you're going to get plenty of what you want. Yeah, exactly. Zig... Ziegler is man. He is he is a man before his time. It's just great, great knowledge there. Absolutely. Um, so it takes work, it, it, and we know that. And I think intuitively, most people know that. Yeah, we live in a world today where uh, people they're looking for the shortcut. They're looking for the easy way. Uh, they misinterpret work smarter, not harder. I think to to mm. some extent. Uh, what do you? What's your thoughts around that? And we'll end on this topic and then dive into a book you've written, but it's smarter, not harder. How are, how are people misinterpreting that in this world? Well, I think, yeah, I think we've, we've come to believe that, that you can brain your way out of it, right? Like you can get microwave solutions. We all want, you know, the microwave solution, the Amazon Prime shipping. We, we want everything solved for us in, in two days. And, and of course, it doesn't, it doesn't happen that way. I, I love micro. I'm a huge micro fan. 
And Mike Rowe basically says, yeah, work smarter, but why not work harder and smarter? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's really what good entrepreneurs do. They, they do work smarter. We don't, we're not looking for shortcuts. We're not looking for get rich quick. We're looking for how can I serve the most people and, and take care of the most people so that I get the most reward. And that's really work smarter and harder. And when you combine those two, man, you can become an unstoppable force as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And that's, I think, true entrepreneurs at heart want to serve the most people possible and they want to make the biggest impact and they know to make the biggest impact. I've got to put in the time. I got to put in the hours and, 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 and they want to, because when you're, when you're working in your passion and you're helping solve people's problems, you just feel so doggone good that, that you just want to keep on doing that more and more. And so, yeah, forget about the shortcut, forget about the get rich quick. Cause first of all, those, those ideas are not, are not truly entrepreneurial spirit, right? Those are just, that's the lottery, right? That's the guy buying the lottery ticket. That's the guy looking for, you know, they're going to take their money and go up here. They'd go up the mountain and, and gamble with it at the casino. And, and that's not, that's not good use of, of your resources. <laughs> and so recognizing work smart and work hard, and, and you're going to really get what you want because you know that you can make the biggest impact and have the biggest influence in the world. And I think true entrepreneurs at heart, that's the piece that you've got to capture. That's the mindset pace that you have to change is how can I serve more people? How can I make a bigger impact in the world and recognize that reward is going to come for making, you know, making that effort, putting in the work. Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, from that, I, I heard work smarter and harder, you know, not, you know, we, we hear work smarter, not harder, and it's really and harder. And it's, it's really about impacting more people and and by impacting more people the reward you receive back i'm really big on givers gain you know the more mm, they give the more that you put in the more that's going to come back to you and and the only way you're going to do that is is work smart and hard all right robert you uh just released your book i mean it's like almost hot off the press uh the entrepreneur mindset shift tell us a little bit about the book yeah so it's just kind of crazy i I actually started with the idea of writing the, well, it was really writing the things that we weren't taught in school, right? The idea of how money works, the idea of how our finances work, the idea of how relationships work. And, and so I really started out to write a book to my kids and, and tell my kids, hey, these are the entrepreneurial ideas that nobody taught you. And I feel bad because my kids are adults now and I haven't taught you, right? And then I, I just whiteboarded this thing out and, and came up with, actually originally came up with eight and ended up with 10 chapters. And, and it really became, you know, these are the growth characteristics of success that I've seen through, through the guests that have been on my show, through my experience as an entrepreneur, and, and just through the, this network of entrepreneurs that I've worked with over the last three years. These are some of the characteristics that you just got to you just got to shift your mindset about these ideas. And it, and it really is, you know, how your mind works. It's taking hundred percent responsibility for your life. It's understanding the impact of your relationships on your business. And it's crazy. The number of entrepreneurs that I've worked with that say, you know, well, I can have a poor relationship with my father and still build this business. And it's like, you know, I can have a poor relationship with my former boss and still, and still build this business. I said, you can, 
But if you take care of that relationship and you find forgiveness and, and you build, you just let go of, you know, these hurts that have, that are, that are, you're holding on to, you can build your business further, faster and, and have a bigger impact. And so, yeah, I just, it's kind of crazy. I, I started the book on December 27th. I did the brainstorming and uh, January 5th, talked to a publisher today. It's, it's February 4th. I know this is going to launch a little bit later, February 18th, but um, I've already seen the print proof and the printer is actually <laughs> printing the first 200 copies. And so it's, uh, it's been a, a, a high speed roller coaster. That's, that's amazing. And, and for the audience out there that, you know, are thinking about writing your book or say, I can't do it. This guy just wrote a book in, in about a month. And so, you know, there, there are no excuses, right? There is no, no victim. You can't be a victim. If you want to write a book, you can do it. You just gotta, gotta have the focus in it. You know, it's, it's beautiful that you wrote your book thinking about your kids um, I wrote, wrote my book, Survive, Scale, Soar, uh, very similar in it being like a manual for, for my kids. It's, it's to help everybody, yet I had my mind of, of how to help my kids. Because like you said, there's, there's a lot of the things that I'm sure that you discuss in your book that aren't being taught, and they're not, they're not being taught to adults either. You know, they're not a college class. And it's, uh, you know, a lot of it to the entrepreneur that's having success, it's intuitive, um, yeah, we realize that we've had to learn those things over time or, or dislearn things over time. And uh, so that's that's really awesome that you've been able to do that. Well, so I love great. I love that, you you know, you dedicated your book and you wanted to leave leave those seven principles to your kids. Um, and, and so I, I, I love your seven principles and I love that that your heart was was for your two kids and, and making sure that, hey, you know, if I'm if I don't leave any other legacy. I'm leaving you with the, these little instructions that'll make a difference in your life. Absolutely. Well, how do, how do people get a hold of you? If somebody wants to re reach out to Robert Peterson, how do they reach you? Yeah, so my website's add value, the number two life. So add value to life.com. And uh, you can find our contact information and all the information um, you know about what we're doing. And of course, if you want to pick up the book, it's just that add value to life.com slash shift. And uh, awesome. pre-orders are available. So, <laughs> super simple, uh, Robert. Appreciate having you, Robert Peterson, with Add Value to Life, and also the author of the Entrepreneur Mindset Shift. Get your book ordered today off his website, AddValueToLife.com. Thank you again, Robert. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate you. All right. Until our next episode, onward and upward. Thank you for listening to the Survive, Scale, Soar podcast. If you heard something that made a difference in your life today, share it with someone that might benefit and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Learn more about the host of this podcast and coaching services offered by Red Hawk Coaching by visiting www.redhawkcoaching.com.